Welcome to Savvy and Sensible with Alvin Randall and Bennett. We're here with ARB's experienced CPAs sharing fresh ideas and guidance you can make intelligent financial decisions to help your organization thrive. Welcome to today's podcast presented by Alvin Randall and Bennett. I'm your host, Giselle Couturier. With me today is Alyssa Hemingway, a senior manager at ARB. Her career focus has been in providing accounting, auditing, and advisory services primarily to nonprofit organizations. We also have Sam Peterson, a director at ARB. Sam also provides accounting, auditing, and advisory services to nonprofit organizations. Today, Alyssa and Sam will be discussing ways to improve the efficiency of your engagements in this remote environment. I'd like to start off by asking uh, what clients can do ahead of field work to prepare for these remote engagements. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's quite a few things clients can do sort of during the year to prepare for this to make the the year-end preparation a little less laborious. Um, And, you know, we're seeing more and more remote audits and engagements and reviews in this environment, you know, with the implementation of more um, alternative work arrangements, both from a time and location perspective, the traditional on-site engagements just becoming, you know, less prevalent. And in some instances, it's not even possible Mm -hmm. or feasible anymore. So we're really seeing a lot more of this. And we've come up with some ways that we want to share with all of you that we can make this process a little bit smoother and a little bit easier for everybody. So I guess I start out by saying, you know, communication is key and it's really important to communicate any significant changes that's occurred, um, new arrangements, new contracts, new agreements, new funding sources, programs, those sort of things. And one thing I like to suggest is that you start gathering that information during the year rather than waiting to the end of the year, because, you know, by the time we come on site (laughs) remotely, you know, you're, you're sort of moving on to your next year and it's really easy to forget all of those changes or new things that have occurred during the year. So I like to suggest creating a virtual folder to start gathering this information. If you are an organization that has your records primarily in hard copy form, during the year is a great time to start converting those to electronic documents and sort of setting those aside. So when it does come time for the engagement, you sort of have those handy and ready at hand and don't have to spend a lot of time sort of gathering those at the last minute in preparation for your remote audit. Also, I think gathering, um, you know, requesting your request list sooner rather than later is really helpful too and getting started on that as early as possible. I think it's also great if throughout the year as unique transactions come up, if you're uncertain the proper accounting treatment for that, then reach out. You know, we're happy to help throughout the year. And it's often a lot more efficient if we help you through those unique transactions as they come up when it's fresh in everyone's mind, rather than having to um, go back and remember the details or correct the entry later on if it's not posted correctly. So true. I love talking to my clients during the year. I think we all do. It's also a great idea to develop and adhere to a comprehensive month-end close process throughout the year. This makes the year-end audit process go a lot smoother. You're already familiar with what the year-end reconciliations and and requests may be. So um, if you get in the routine of doing that um, close process on a monthly basis, it just makes that year-end process go a little bit smoother. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Um, Having been sort of on the private side myself, you know, we had really set up a process every month that was very similar to the year-end process. And what was so great about that is when it did come time to prep for our year-end engagement, 
it was almost as smooth as a monthly process. And also, if there was something that wasn't quite right or, or there was an error that we caught um, or something we need to research, we only had to look back a month instead of a full year. And we we're sort of addressing those issues uh, on a monthly basis. And to your point, too, if we did have a complicated, unusual transaction, addressing that front is so much more effective and efficient than waiting till year end. So I think that's a great point. I think those are some great points to help our clients get through the planning phase of their engagements and also um, during the year in general. I think this year in particular with COVID, telling us about significant changes. Um, you know, sometimes in, in typical years, we go to clients and they say, nope, nothing's, nothing's changed, it's all the same. Um, there's just no way that that's possible right now. Um, certainly some things have changed and, and there were, you know, it's possible there may be new revenue streams or new types of contributions or grants um, as a result of, of what's happening. So um, I guess more now, now more than ever, it's important to communicate Absolutely. unusual things going on. So as our clients enter the uh, fieldwork stage of their engagements, what, what tips do you have for once again, it goes back to communication. When we're on site at a client, it's very easy to pop in someone's office, asks your, ask your questions, and move on. When we're in this remote environment, it's not as easy to get those quick answers to some of the questions as they come up. So what's the preferred method of communication? Some clients may be fine with us shooting out emails throughout the day. Others may feel overwhelmed by um, that many emails in their inbox and would prefer maybe to schedule a daily check-in and, and maybe have a Zoom meeting to go through those lists of questions. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, you know what they say, sometimes too much of a good thing is, is not so good. Um, but in this case, again, we can't overstress communication. But I think how that's structured is really important. And um, it's important that you you know, determine what that is for you and your organization and in both your internal team as well as your external engagement team. You know, as Sam mentioned, you know, do you like the structured sort of pre-scheduled sort of communication? Would you rather have it as items come up or questions come up? So I think that's really great advice. Um, I think the other thing I want to mention to folks is it's really also important to give your engagement the same attention you would if the team was on site. Um, you know, we don't want an out of sight, out of mind sort of situation where just because we're not there, you forget that, you know, we have a really important process going on. Um, and we set aside some time, you know, for, for your engagement and to work with your team. And we really want to adhere to that so we can make sure that we have your engagement completed timely and effectively and efficiently and get you the information that you need and, and your financial statements, which is, you know, really at the end sort of the deliverable that everyone's uh, expecting when the engagement is clean, complete. So really giving the engagement the intention, whether we're there or not, to the same degree is imperative. Um, it's really important to make sure that the team that's instrumental in the engagement uh, on your end is also available. You know, check vacation schedules when you're working with your engagement team to determine what's the best scheduling to make sure that you don't have folks that aren't going to be available during that time. So again, communication and making sure you give them the engagement um, full attention is really important to make a remote audit or a review move along successfully. And I think it's important that we all are flexible during these changing times. 
Um, you know, even though we're working in a remote environment, the audit or review procedures um, haven't changed and we're still required to perform all of the same procedures. We just may have to go about it a different way. So that may be using screen sharing to perform walkthrough procedures. Um, we may even look to use Zoom to do inventory observations. So really being open to using technology and the tools that are available to make the engagement as efficient as efficient as possible. Yeah, I think those are some some great tips. Um, certainly, you know, the, these are all, these remote engagements are, are new to all of us, um, both as, as CPAs and as, as clients. So um, there isn't really a, a one size fits all approach. So I think, um, as you said, Sam, like just being flexible, being willing to try, you know, different technology or diff- different ways to get these same things done. I think that's really, um, that's really critical. Alyssa, I think you had some um, points you wanted to conclude with and some little uh, yeah, helpful tips. Yeah, just a, just a couple little, you know, last thoughts um, as we wrap up this podcast. I think it's important to, uh, you know, remember to be patient. I don't think the remote um, environment and remote engagements are going away anytime soon. I think you're going to see more and more of them. So it's a learning process for all of us. Um, so it's important to be patient as we maneuver this as we implement new tools on our ends to help facilitate remote engagement. And also as you are learning to use these tools and implementing your own tools in this environment that we're all patient with each other. So I think that's really important. Um, also, you know, be vocal and be honest, you know, communicate regularly. What is working for you? What's not working for you? You know, as mentioned, there is no one size fits all. So it's really important to discuss when something isn't quite working and, and coming up with an alternative, either method or approach um, to, to, you know, completing something under the remote environment. Um, and also, I'm going to leave you with a, a quote that I cannot take credit for. One of our principals here, Jason LeBlanc, this is his famous saying, um, but I've adopted it as my own because I, I think it's very telling. Um, as we say here, we audit numbers, not people. And really what we're saying with that comment or that statement is that, you know, don't take our questions or our requests personally. You know, we're not here to criticize or judge anybody. What we're really trying to do is determine if your balances are appropriately stated in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. In order for us to do that, you know, our professional standards require us to ask certain questions, perform certain procedures. You know, we may stumble upon an opportunity where we'll recommend to you maybe doing something a little differently to create efficiency or to improve your internal control environment. But again, this isn't to be critical to all your efforts. We applaud you for all your efforts. This is really just us trying to do our job um, and to make sure that we give you some positive feedback along the way when we see there's an opportunity to do so. So again, we're not auditing you, we're just auditing your numbers. So Try to uh, be gentle with us and um, just know that, you know, none of this is is to be taken personally, that we're just trying to do good work for you. I want to thank you both, Sam and Alyssa, for sharing all of these great tips with us today. If you need additional information or if you have any questions, please do reach out to us. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Savvy and Sensible. Visit us at arbcpa.com for additional resources and to learn more about our services.